0: Relevant Radio is listener-supported radio.
1: Give from the heart. Give from the heart. To the radio station that supports you, heart and soul. This is the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Well,
2: hello. (coughs) (laughs) That's my noisemaker and my bell. Thank you again for all your generosity. and, And, of course, you can... Uh, donate online if you would be so kind uh, to keep me ranting and raving and um, or you can call in at 877-291-0123 that's the right number is it not your voice in my head yes 877- that's the right number and on the two, app uh, yes. on the app. and on the app the app is good get the app app, app get the app. yeah it's really, I like I always say the app I I figured out how to get it and if I can do it well i would say all right, it's not polite to do any that can do it, but I'm not just any idiot. I'm a very special one. I'm just kidding. Let's pray. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin the virgins of virgins, my mother. To thee I come before thee, I stand sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petition, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, let us go to the, uh, the Gospel first today. That's the, that's the big book on the coffee table. I'm, I'm excited about these. These are great readings. Oh, they're all great. But Mark, the seventh chapter, first verse and following. When the Pharisees and some scribes would come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals <laughs> with unclean that is unwashed. And I remember a guy used to come by the the rectory when I was at St. Thomas of Canterbury, and after we were done with the food pantry in the morning we would eat whatever there was and uh, Well, this guy was a great um, devotee of the apparitions of Medjugorje, and he would make sure he came by on Wednesdays and Fridays to see what the staff was having for lunch, and we ate whatever there was, and he would always pull me aside and say, you know, Father Simon, the Blessed Mother has said that you should only be eating bread and water on Wednesdays and Fridays, to which I said, John... Seven kids in Yugoslavia, said the Blessed Mother, said. And she's not the Pope. Oh, he would get so mad. <laughs> you know, he was most interested in what we were eating. And, and I think, you know, the, that, that the recommendation that one fast on on Wednesdays and Fridays is a, is a wonderful thing. And if it speaks to you, do it. But I think the thing that really got me was he was most interested in observing what we were eating. And there's so many people who think it's their job to tell other people, How to run their lives, and um, of course, that's—we all know that's—that's my job. No one else. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let's 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 move along here. Um, fascinating. The Pharisees define things to the point of tedium. If you go into a, a a kosher restaurant, to this day, in the corner is a sink, and on the sink is a little cup with two handles, and you take one, you fill the cup with water, and you. With one handle you poured over your left hand, the other hand you poured over your right hand. The Pharisees defined how much, how to wash your hand. What you did was you had to have enough water, I believe it was to fill an eggshell and a half. And you poured the water on the hand and then you made a ball of one hand and rubbed uh, the, the one hand with the unballed hand, and then you ball the other hand uh, into a fist and rub that, and it had to, the water had to drip down your 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 wrists. It was, I think, that's how it was. It was very precise. Uh, they defined this very precisely, and Jesus didn't do this uh, necessarily. This was the Pharisaic interpretation, and so uh, the Pharisees and the scribes, scribes being experts in the law, they they questioned why your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders but instead eat a meal with unclean hands well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites now the word hypocrite you have heard me say it before it means play actor if if there was a play downtown uh you say yeah I'm going downtown to see a play my favorite hypocrite is in it it was that common a word it was it was someone who wore a dramatic mask it literally means that under-answerer, because the the masks that they wore in in ancient Greek drama had megaphones in them um, so that you could, as I always say, reach the cheap seats. So, well did Isaiah prophesy about you play-actors? They're doing it to observe and to be observed. They think they're doing it sincerely. A good actor really gets into his part. He becomes the, you know, the the, the character. Um, Well, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. You disregard God's command, but cling to human tradition. How well you've set aside the commandment of God. Moses said, honor your father and mother. But if someone says to father or mother, any support you might have had for me is korban, you allow him to do nothing more for his father or mother. What does that mean? Korban is the is the word for sacrifice, uh, something dedicated to God. Uh, it's still the word that, that the Assyrians, Assyrian Christians use for, uh, for mass. It's the, it's the korban. Well, if I get into a fight with my mother and father, I say, I swear that anything I would have given you is Korban. So when the fight is over, you've made a solemn vow to the Lord that you will never give your parents anything again. And if you want to give your parents something, you'll have to give it to the temple because you dedicated it. In other words, it was an un, un, uh, un an undoable argument. That's, I suppose, how you'd put it. It was an undoable excuse. I, I will never give you anything, and I'm swearing to God, if I'm ever tempted to give you anything, I'll just give it to the temple. That violates the entire sense of the law, but they found it binding. You know, what they found binding and unbinding, They had, if you swore by the temple, it wasn't binding. If you swore by the gold of the temple, that was binding, because the gold was devoted to God as an offering. So you'd involved God and a covenant in your, in your, uh, in your oath, things like that. They define these things to the point of tedium. And Jesus is saying, you're doing this for show and you completely miss the point of the law. And sometimes we do that. Uh, we, we are so inflexible. Uh, we laugh about it, but I remember being asked, uh, does this violate uh, the, the Lenten fast? Does this You know, that, that our goal is to do more instead of less. Mostly, we want to get away with as much as we can in serving God, whereas the person who is sold over to God wants to do more. You know, want, wants, it doesn't ask how little can they do. They ask how much can they do, of course, and it takes a while to get there. Well, let's go to the first reading. Um, I, I th- I've shared with you the idea yesterday uh, that um, the, the important part of the story is the number seven. That, that's the real, the real important part here, seven. Because everybody says God made the world in seven days. No, it says clearly in today's reading that he made the world in six. On the seventh, he rested, we see. Uh, six is a very imperfect number. I'm just kind of reemphasizing what, what I said yesterday. Six is a very imperfect number. It fails to reach the, the, uh, um, uh, the perfection of God. The perfection of God comes on the seventh day. Uh, the world was made in six. So this is an imperfect world. It was meant to be imperfect. We read that in St. Paul's letter to the Romans he who created things made, made the creation subject to futility. Uh, it's an imperfect world. And people are imperfect. We're in this imperfect world so that we might seek and choose the goodness of God. Uh, and I pointed out yesterday how the second day of creation, uh, God didn't say the second day was good because the waters of the heavens were separated from the waters of the earth. And they only come together. When the Holy Spirit is poured out, he, the Holy Spirit is thought of as the celestial, the celestial water, and, and that's when the world is perfected. But right now, to expect perfection in this world, or to expect perfection from someone who is not God, is a kind of idolatry. We are disappointed by parents, friends, teachers, clergy, etc. That's because they're not perfect. We live in an imperfect world that we might choose God. All right, that said, we're going to go to a break. Where are we going now? Where do we go? Oh, Father Rocky. Father Rocky's going to share something. All right,
1: we'll go to Father Rocky, and we'll be back shortly. Hi, Father Rocky here, asking you to give from the heart. Our winter pledge drive is underway, and we've got matching funds this hour, so your gift gets doubled. Please help us with our operating costs by making a tax-deductible donation at relevantradio.com or on the app or by calling 877-291-0123. We've got a special gift for you. If you can give it the $50 a month level, it's a rustic pillow, very comfy. and It's got the design of a monstrance of the words that say, come to me and I will give you rest. It's great for couches, chairs, window seats or beds. We'll send you one for a gift of $50 a month or more to Relevant Radio, and it's a great hour to give. We have a dollar-for-dollar dollar match this hour, so your gift to Relevant Radio will be doubled. Give online now at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. The number is 877 291
0: Give now at eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. We have a big hour ahead of us. It looks like we need about 100 gifts coming in during this hour. We've got a few in already, so we got a little bit of a head start going. That can be either phone calls or gifts online at RelevantRadio.com. Using the app on your smartphone or tablet or calling 877 291 Zero one two three. That's eight seven seven. Two nine one zero one two three. And I just gotta say the pillow is absolutely beautiful.
3: Mm-hmm. I would yes. not
0: call it rustic. Okay. I would call it elegant chic or cottage chic, somewhere in that range.
3: Elegant chic or cottage chic? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was thinking too. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah it's, it's a pillow. It's a pillow. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's a very nice pillow. It's a nice pillow and it's uh for a gift of $50 a month to Relevant Radio and has the um, the words of Jesus from St. Matthew's Gospel, "'Come to me and I will give you rest.'" The uh, monstrance pillow, the shabby chic cottage chic. What, what did you it's just? Dis- chic, that's Chic, all. <laughs> it's chic. It's uh, yeah, cottage cool. You will love it in your uh, in your home, and that is yours for fifty dollars a month to Relevant Radios. Mary said we are looking for one hundred people, one hundred Father Simon says fans to to step forward and to help us out during this gift from the Heart Pledge Drive. We have a dollar for dollar match this hour, Mary Graham, and not every hour of the pledge. Drive is a partnership challenge hour. This hour is we need to hear from you right now. So give at relevantradio.com. Uh, on the app, it just takes uh, like a minute to give. Or if uh, calling is your only way to give, you can always give us a ring, 877-291-0123.
0: Thank you so much, too. We have a donor in Port St. Lucie, an anonymous donor. Thank you for your gift of $25. That is in Florida, an anonymous donor across the country in Long Beach, California. Thank you so much for your gift of $100. And Aaron in. Chicago. Thank you for making your gift online of $50. We appreciate your help and your support. And don't underestimate the value of your gift. Perhaps you've already given during this pledge drive. And you want to help us hit that little goal of 100 calls this hour. You want to give a second gift of $10, $20, 30 That makes a difference. That counts towards our call towards our call goal this hour. So whatever you can give, if you can give a $10, $20 gift, that's great. Perhaps God's blessed you in a way. You can help us in a big way and make that gift of $1,200 or $5,000. We need to hear from you, too.
3: 877 291 I'll slow down. Sometimes we give the number too fast. 877 291 Again, partnership challenge hour, a dollar for dollar match. Anything you give will be doubled this hour. Come on. We need to hear from you, Father Simon Says fans. My clothes may be ragged and my shoes may be worn, but I've been a wealthy boy since I've been. Cause I call him when I'm troubled, and I call him when I'm weak, wow. and he always pulls me
2: through my troubles. Oh gosh, I wasn't going to mention this, but I, I will. I, He'll be there. I I had the privilege to live He'll and work with a great saint, he there. There. and he would be very upset like for me to call is him that. Jim Ader, he um, was a temporary soup kitchen director, uh, volunteer at the parish of which I was pastor, my first pastor at St. Thomas, and... He, uh, uh, he said he'd do it until they found someone else. Well, that was 40 years later. And, uh, uh, just, I don't know what to say about him. I really don't. He was just, if he wasn't working for the poor, he was praying. And, uh, so I would be grateful if, uh, you would, when you say your prayers, remember Jim Ader, um, uh, uh, for the repose of his soul. He's a great man, uh, passed away, uh gosh i think it was was it yesterday it already seems like a long time ago he's a great man you know we are privileged as catholics to to know and live with great saints and sometimes you don't notice it but we are surrounded as the letter of the hebrew says by a great cloud of witnesses so at any rate well let's go to letters This is from Kathleen. Is it possible or even probable that Simeon and Anna knew Our Lady from the time she lived in the temple growing up? Oh, we did that one yesterday? We did one like it, I think. I'm not sure that this this one... It would have been possible, but we have no reason to think that. Uh, There's no evidence. I think... I don't know of any tradition that says that. uh, That's contemporary. uh, And I know of no... um, Um, there's certainly no biblical evidence, but I suppose it's possible. I think it's kind of interesting. You look at the gospel of Luke, it's full of temple references. And I got a theory about the gospel of Luke, which I will share. Um, the gospel of Luke and the book of acts are two volumes of one work. And they are both addressed to Your Excellency Theophilus. Now, this is an idea I'm stealing from Dr. Brand Pitre. As I always say, a very smart cookie. He is a real scholar. But Dr. Pitre makes the point that there was a Your Excellency, or it's Kratis de Theophili, most most powerful uh, or best. Theophilus. There was a high priest who was a son of Annas, the young, I think it was the youngest son of Annas, the, the shyster high priest, uh, who was, you know, the Talmud condemns Annas and that bunch, the, the his family. Well, Theophilus, I wonder if he wasn't the high priest at the time that Paul was delegated to go and take care of this Christian mess in Damascus. I mean, I, I don't know that we have enough certitude about the dates to say that. But it, it kind of makes sense. And uh, the Romans had a legal system where you could lodge a charge against someone and you had to uh, uh, withdraw the charge before a certain date or the suit had to go on. And I wonder if Luke and Acts were not written to the high priest Theophilus uh, to have him withdraw the suit. It's just just a theory, very, very tentative theory. Uh, but it would explain a number of things. Uh, that's the salt shaker. It would explain a number of things. Uh, for instance, why the parts of Acts are so poorly edited. The court date was coming up. Um, it would explain that the first four lines of the text of Scripture, the best Greek in the New Testament, the uh, first four lines of the Gospel. And it's about eyewitnesses and the trans ministers of the word. That phrase is just as easily, perhaps better translated, assistance at the law course. The word is hipparetis, which means an assistant. It doesn't mean a minister. So we care, ministers of the word. No, logos can mean a lawsuit or a court proceeding, and hipparetis means a, a steward of that proceeding. So uh, this may be a legal document. Now, what has this to do with this letter about Simeon and Anna? Well, Simeon and Anna were temple personalities. There were people who just hung around the temple. And in Luke and Acts, we have references to the temple and to the 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 people who who populated the temple. You know, and if Theophilus was a high priest, he would have heard of some of these people. And so, the author of Luke and Acts, who I believe to, to have been Saint Luke, is is pointing out: this is the witness of people you knew, and. Uh, uh, think twice before you persecute Paul. So that's that's my thing on it. So perhaps Simeon and Anna had known the Blessed Mother, but I don't think we have any r- real evidence about this. And this is from Lorenzo in in uh, uh, San Luis Obispo. Uh, Mystical perception and insight. Anne and Joachim uh, dedicated Mary to God in the Temple of Jerusalem. She spent much of her childhood there, and it's reasonable that Mary met Joseph uh, at. Uh, the say, said place and learned to trust him. I assumed that Mary had angelic visitations as a child because she trusted the Archangel Gabriel. I assumed that St. Joseph was a sort of deacon and maybe did building maintenance. So Mary and Joseph came to know each other very well. You know, I think the right word there is assume. You've assumed these things, and uh, it may be, uh, but I don't know that there's any either traditional or. Um, uh, um, certainly not biblical evidence to that you know the words of scripture have what's necessary for our salvation they the details of scripture are historical but they're not histories i think that's kind of important to realize they aren't meant to be histories they're meant to point out certain realities that that are contained in the gospel. The gospel was an oral thing, shared from person to person, and the gospels as we have them is interesting. Only the gospel of Mark claims to be gospel. The others don't mention the idea that they're gospels, and they don't mention who their authors are, which is a strong indication that their authors are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John didn't need to to get a, a, a more prestigious author than themselves. Um, that's a kind of complicated thing. But in the ancient world, if you wanted your book to sell, you ascribed it to some great personage. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are not ascribed to anyone. They weren't written to sell. They they were written uh, to point out things uh, from the fund of knowledge People knew, they knew Jesus' words, and they knew what he had done, and they knew about his death and resurrection. And I, I believe that Matthew was written to show the 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 uh, Jewish people uh, that Jesus was the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. This was done so the prophecy might be fulfilled. The Gospel of Luke, the book of Acts, as I've said, I think was written as a kind of legal defense of the ministry of Jesus and Paul to whoever had accused uh, Jesus in the... Uh, Uh, or rather accused Paul in the Roman court system. And that would be another indication in the the Acts of the Apostles. The Pharisees come off very badly. That's because Theophilus was a Sadducee. He was not uh, a Pharisee. The Gospel of John, I firmly believe, is written to convince the followers of St. John the Baptist that Jesus was the Messiah that John was not. There are still people to this day who consider John the Baptist the great prophet. Um, and for that, I read Messiah. Uh, but strictly speaking, the the uh, the Mendeans called John the great prophet. So these, and of course, the gospel then of Mark, I believe, was written to show the divinity of Christ, the gospel of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God. And the high point of the gospel isn't the resurrection. The high point is the centurion saying, truly this was the son of God. Then it goes on, oh, by the way, he rose from the dead. The middle point is Jesus walking on the water, a manifestation of his divinity. Uh, So uh, these were documents written for specific purposes in the theological development of the community, at least that's what I think. So if you're looking at them like biographies of, biographies of Jesus, that's not what they were meant for. The details in them are history, but they're not histories in themselves. Uh, the, the history of Christ was an oral history and that's what ancient people respected. Uh, so, you know, we can, uh, you know, the, the idea of mystical light revelations of St. Joseph's hidden life, think of it as a pious meditation. I don't know that it is. It is, uh, uh, you know, uh, inspired. Uh, I don't know what the church has to say about it. But whenever there's a locution or a mystical vision, think of it as a pious meditation, uh, because there's no way to uh, to certify that it's real. Uh, but we can read them and benefit by them. So perhaps it's so. I don't know. All right, I hear music, which means uh, we got thirty seconds. Do I have to talk for some thirty seconds? I suppose I can do that, but uh, just again, thank you. Uh, it's, it's it's wonderful, you know. This whole deal with it's two for today, you know, uh, two for the you get your your donations matched, and for a dollar a day, you get a really beautiful book um, from. Uh, it was written by Mother Angelica, was it not? Oh, Sister Faustina, not Mother Angelica. I'm kidding. Sister Faustina. That's what I'm saying. i right, All right, I'll, I'll shut up now. You can talk. <laughs>
3: we'll take things over here, Father Simon, in Schmooze Central. Uh, give from the heart. It's Neil Robbins and Mary Graham taking a minute or two out of. Father Simon says, asking you to give from the heart. Help us out during our pledge drive. Any dollar amount right now, we have a partnership challenge hour. Your gift will be doubled, as Father Simon was talking about. Every single gift gets doubled. And we could use some of those larger gifts right now, too, to uh, help us get to that $3 million need by Friday. We're at, uh, what, about 20%, 25% of our goal right now. We've got a ways to go to get to Friday's $3 million mark. So whatever you can give right now, it will be doubled. If you can give uh, at the five or $10,000 mark, uh, we would sure appreciate that. Maybe you have a big uh, tax return coming in. Help us with that. 877-291-0123 on the app or at relevantradio.com.
0: It is a partnership challenge hour. Your gift is matched 100% at relevantradio.com. And using the app on your smartphone or tablet... Either of those two digital ways of giving will also get you the bonus download from Father James Kabicki. It is on the Sacred Heart of Jesus. It's going to help you learn and understand how deeply God loves you. And yes, he does. He loves you. And this will help you understand that every single gift will receive that immediately in your inbox when you make your gift at relevantradio.com or by using the app on your smartphone or tablet. We do have volunteers standing by ready to take your call at 877-291-0123. That's 877-291-0123. And if you call one of those folks that are working for us today, uh, you will also have your gift doubled. It is a partnership challenge hour. So so like Joni in Riverwoods, Illinois, thank you so much. Your $20 was doubled to $40. John and Skokie, your $100. Thank you so much. Albert in Warwick, Rhode Island, your $50 was doubled to $100. And so was Jeanette's in Joliet, Illinois. I've had a lot of, seen a lot of gifts coming from Joliet. Thank you so much. Thank
3: you, Joliet. Yes, yes, that's what
0: I'd like to see today. Keep those gifts coming, 877 291 that's 877
3: Okay, we're down to about 32 minutes left in the hour. We need 70, let's see, we're looking for 100 gifts, 100 people to step forward this hour. So about 75 or so, 75 mm-hmm. people. Can you, Father Simon fans, I'm looking at you right now. Please help us out. We need you to give from the heart. This hour, while your money goes twice as far during this partnership chat challenge hour, show your support for Father Simon and this uh, very unique Bible study and Catholic Q&A like no other. 877-291-0123. Give online at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Please, right now, give from the heart. This is the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive. Give from the heart. Give from the heart.
1: Well,
2: hello. We're back, and I am still grateful for your kindness, and uh, you haven't stopped you know, being the,
1: grateful, which is good. I,
2: the voice in just said, "Yeah, I haven't stopped being grateful." Now, you know, I just—I don't know. I—I uh, I really am. It's just, uh, you know, I—I I, I would probably tend to just kind of sink into Lord knows what, but I—I I have to keep thinking because, well. You guys keep asking me questions, and I love it. So thank you. Well, let's go to the word of the day. The second reading from Sunday's Mass has an interesting phrase, the mystery of God. I came to you, brothers, proclaiming the mystery of God. I did not come with sublimity of words or wisdom. I resolved to know nothing with you. Or I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ in him crucified. I came in weakness and fear and much trembling. Not with persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Holy Spirit and power. Oh, by the way, the phone lines are open at eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. Any question you may have, please do call in eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. Try to stump the Reverend Know it all easier than you think. Let's get back to this word of the day. I came proclaiming the mystery of God. What did He come proclaiming? The Jesus Christ in Him crucified. This passage of Scripture is in Paul's letter to the Corinthians. He, he's he's talking about when he came to Corinth. He had just come from Athens, where he had given this marvelous speech at the areopagus which was kind of a a, a governing council of athens you were elected you were chosen for the areopagus it was the poet laureates and the philosophers and the great heroes and they had this council of the areopagus and sometimes if you were a visitor and you had something interesting to say you would be invited to speak at the council of the Areopagus. And Paul was invited, and he wove Greek philosophy into his address, and it was wonderful, and he talked about their piety and the unknown God. And then he got to the section uh, of his talk where he talked about the resurrection of the dead, and they laughed him off the stage. So he bombed. Paul bombed in Athens, but then he goes to Corinth, which was not Athens. Athens was this grand center of of Hellenic culture. Corinth was a seaport, and I don't need to go into that. It was a raunchy little town. And Paul is, that's where he really did some of his best work. But he said, enough with the philosophy, enough with the wisdom. Those things are very useful in education. But it's the power of God that brings people to know Christ, and it's the cross. Jesus said, if I am lifted up, I will draw all men to me. He was talking about his crucifixion. You know, I'm always redefining the kingdom of God. The word kingdom in Greek is basileia, which really means the royalness of God, the royalness of heaven, the royalness of God, which is totally different than the royalness of of the world. The, what is the mystery of God? Well, God is very mysterious. We can't figure him out. You know, God is love, and, and he's revealed to us by Christ. Uh, the word mystery in Greek doesn't mean so much a thing you don't understand as in, who, you know, Colonel Mustard in the green room with a wrench from the old game Clue, or the butler did it. Now that's, that's, that's not a mystery in the Greek sense. The word mystery, as I've shared with you a number of times, means secret. I came to you proclaiming the secret of God. And what's the secret of God the cross? Jesus said at the Last Supper, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until I drink it new with you in the kingdom. When is the next time he had the fruit of the vine? When the soldiers gave him that drink of of sour wine and water, poska they called it, uh, that was fruit of the vine. He drank the fruit of the vine on the cross. Think about it. I will not drink the fruit of the vine until I drink it new with you in the kingdom. The kingdom is the cross. God's royal nature is revealed on the cross that God is sacrificial love. And God loves you to that extent that he poured out his blood, the blood of his very son, for you and for me, for all of us. That That's, that's the secret of God. I thought God involved a lot of lightning and clouds and special effects and bright lights. No, the cross is the secret of God, that, that, that God is humble. That God loves you to that extent—that's the secret, the mystery of God. God isn't what we think of. I remember hearing Peter, Peter Kreef, the great scholar, say that his, some of his fellow academics would say, "Well, I don't believe in God." Well, he would—he would say, "Tell me about God," and they would talk about this vengeful, mean, spiteful being who they had learned about when they were seven, and he said, "I don't believe in that God either." You see the mystery of God, the secret of God. We we embody the secret of God, that it's in the little things, that, that, that it's in the small, it's in it's in the quiet, uh, and you know sometimes like the Pharisees we want to make God um, a copy of us. No, God God is not like us. So at any rate, well let's go to uh, phone calls.
1: The phone is
2: ringing. I should hope so. Mercedes, what can I do for you?
1: Hi, Father. Why hello, do hello. The Jew- Hi. Why do yes. the Jews and Samaritans hate each other?
2: Simple. This is a question that has an actual easy answer. Thank you for asking, Mercedes. The The Samaritans were uh, a mixed population of of Israelite, and and pagan and there are a lot of pagan customs 700 give or take bc the assyrians carried the northern kingdom off into exile and then according to uh not biblical literature but ancient jewish uh, traditions the the land had become depopulated and uh wild beasts were taking it over and so the the assyrians sent some of the priestly class back to placate the god of of the Holy Land, that's how they thought of it. He was the god of the place. So they the, the the Assyrians would deport one group of people and move them over here, and deport that group of people and move them over there. They were the first ethnic cleansers, and they realized that if I can, we they could take someone from their country, they would also take them from their religion and from their culture. So the samaritans had been taken out some of them had sent back another population replaced the samaritans had brought their gods then the southern kingdom was taken the southern kingdom was taken by uh, the babylonians and the jews who had had a reform the judeans who had had a reform in their religious life stuck to their religion and when they came back, they came back with their faith and culture intact. And the Samaritans said, oh, welcome home. It's so nice to have you, brothers. We'll help you rebuild the temple. And the Judeans said, no way. You are not pure in your worship of God, nor in your ethnicity. You're, you're unclean. Well, you're going to call us unclean. So the Jews and Samaritans developed this antipathy because of the return of the Jews and their refusal to allow the Samaritans to recognize the Samaritans as truly Israel. Does that answer your question, Mercedes? Yes, Father. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. An actual answer. Very good. (laughs) I don't think I had any ums. God bless. Thanks so much for listening, Mercedes. Tim, let's go to Tim from Milwaukee.
1: Hi, Father Simon. I'm hoping this is a softball for you. So yes. you've explained it many times and explained it very well that the bread and wine become the body and blood of Christ at consecration yes. and that Christ yes. is present in each. So yes I, I do understand that. So my question is before COVID the blood of Christ was almost always offered at masses I attended mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. since COVID yeah. it hasn't been offered and it's not clear yeah. to me that it will ever be offered again or at least anytime soon. So yeah, it yeah. seems to me that there was a reason both had previously always been offered. So what was that reason and have we lost anything by not having it offered at mass any longer? Well
2: actually it was not the the cup was not offered, the chalice was not offered to the congregation for about a thousand years. Uh, that, that, that was a, a new thing that came our way in the 70s, I think in the 70s. Now, now the bread, we believe in what's called the doctrine of concomitance. The bread when consecrated becomes the body and blood of Christ. The cup when consecrated becomes the body and blood of Christ. The, the bread transformed into the body and blood of Christ symbolizes the body of Christ. The cup symbolizes his blood they both are body and blood, but one symbolizes uh, the body of Christ, the other symbolizes the blood. So it is a good, a good um, symbol, but not a necessary symbol. And I do imagine we will go back to sharing the cup uh, in in smaller group situations. Um, uh, I, I think that that will happen. It just is recognized that with such large congregations there is a, a health concern. Well, this is the blood of Christ. Wouldn't he protect you? Look at a crucifix. I mean, you know, that the, the, the father in heaven subjected his only son to the laws of nature. And and so, you know, that idea, well, it, it's the body, it's the blood of Christ. Wouldn't that protect us? Uh, look at a crucifix. But, you know, I, I think that that in smaller group situations, the cup is often offered, and I think it will be again. But you're not losing anything if you do not receive from the chalice. Uh, you, 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 the whole Christ is present in in, in the Eucharistic host, uh, but the symbol is, is more full, and I think we will go back to it. Speaking of going back, we got a break, and I think it's a miracle moment, so we'll go to that. That'll be fun.
3: Changing Lives in your neighborhood and across the nation. Here's another Relevant Radio miracle moment.
2: Hello, Drew. Hey. I just wanted to give a thanks to Relevant Radio and, and you and, and all the programs there. It's really helped me out in the last few years. Um, I, I have had a hard time getting back to confession. Uh, yesterday, I finally went, you know, that absolution just was uh, a definite weight off my shoulders. And... Uh, uh, and I, I just hopefully pray that I can continue to follow the Lord until the day I die.
1: Well, so. well, what a beautiful testimony. Take his advice if you've been away. Forty years he was away from the faith. Forty years away from the
3: sacrament of reconciliation. Try it. Go back. You'll feel that same weight left. This miracle moment was brought to you by you. Make a tax-deductible donation now to support our mission at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. Or call eight
0: seven seven-291-0123. That is exactly why we do what we do Isn't here at Relevant Radio? I love yes. It. These miracle moments are the best. What's your miracle moment? How has Relevant Radio impacted your life? Let us know when you give us a call at 877-291-0123. That's 877 877- Two nine one zero one two three, or stop by the website RelevantRadio.com or use the app on your smartphone or tablet.
3: You know, we were asking for 100 gifts to come in this hour. We're about halfway there and this is the time of, you know, the time of the hour where mm-hmm. everybody, like, you know, really, oh, let's hurry. we are got to make this hurry. Happen. We get, Well, it's that time. Yes, you <laughs> need to get a hold of us right now. Father Simon says, uh, needs your support. We need 100 gifts this hour. We're halfway there. Give us a ring at 877-291-0123. Give from the heart online at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. This is a partnership challenge hour, at least for the next 15 minutes. Have no idea if next hour is going to be a partnership challenge hour or not, but right now, this is a partnership challenge. Challenge Hour, which means your gift will be doubled whatever amount you can give 8772910123 online at relevantradio.com or on the relevant radio app and Mary we've got a lot of great people checking in right now from all over the country and in Traverse City Michigan a $100 gift becoming 200 thank you Anne. Uh, Rebecca in Gilbert Arizona another $100 gift becoming 200 Steve in West Warwick Rhode Island with a dollar a day gift thank you Steve and Emmett from College Station, Texas, checking in and uh, pitching in $10 to the cause. Thank you, Emmett. That becomes $20 with the matching funds. Whatever you can give, it gets doubled right now.
0: It's a dollar-for-dollar dollar match. And Edward said, I'm going to take advantage of this. Thank you from Fremont, California. Your $600 gift was doubled. So was yours, Leo, in Portville, California? 100 became 2 Marie in, it looks like, Williams, Michigan. Your $50 gift was doubled. And we had an anonymous donor from Huntington Beach, California made a special gift of $1,200. This is how we do it. Keep those gifts coming. It will be doubled every single gift for the next, it looks like about 15 minutes or so at relevantradio.com. Using the app on your smartphone or tablet or when you call 877-291-0123, that's 877-291-0123, down to only needing 50 more people.
3: 50 more to go. Come on, support this great Bible study, this Catholic Q&A that you get every day uh, at this time on Relevant Radio. It's uh, a Bible study and Catholic Q&A like no other. And you know that uh, Father Simon is hes a one-of-a-kind host. and We are so blessed to have him here at Relevant Radio. Show your support for Father Simon right now. Have your gift doubled. RelevantRadio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. Give from the heart. I
0: love coffee, I love tea. I love the Java Jive and it loves me. Coffee
1: and tea and the Java and
2: me. I like tea, but I really do drink far too much coffee. At any rate, let us go now back to phone callers. We got Dean who's calling in from Cape Coral, Florida. Are you with us,
1: Dean? I'm with you, Father.
2: Good. What can um, I, I do for you? Go
1: on. Okay, now now we all know that, that before Christ died, all the people that died before him were in Hades or the bosom of Abraham. And um, the, 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 uh, the, the thief who was on the right of Christ, uh, Christ said, today you will be with me in paradise. Was mm-hmm. he the first person that ever made it into paradise?
2: You know, I always dodge this problem by pointing out that for God, there's no such thing—at least from our perspective—as uh, time. I mean, time—you can't talk about. Uh, uh, you know, when when we sort of parse these out, it's we're coping with our our living in time. For God, I say it practically every day. All moments are now. All places are here. So uh, that that um. We think of this as progressing in time. Uh, For instance, a very interesting thing. When you talk about light years, that's not a measure of time. It's a measure of distance. So God sees things in a completely different perspective. You know, how does God see time? Perhaps he sees it as distance. I don't know. Uh, Not being God. But I think that those people who, who, um, uh, you know, went... Also, paradise. Paradise is a very specific idea, and you know, people always say go to heaven. Well, you know that we say that, and it's it's a good thing to say. But strictly speaking, we don't go to heaven. We go to paradise. That paradise is the walled garden in which you walk in friendship with the king. Uh, that that uh, there were these people. It's a Persian word, and in the Persian court, that there were people who were. Uh, friends of the inner chambers and they could go in and out of the king's private chambers and they were his they were his frat buddies you know they 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 could talk to him and address him like a person because the formality of the persian court was just insufferable you couldn't live that way so you had these these friends who who you lived an almost normal life with and that's, that was a paradise, the walled garden uh, in which a, a, a king could walk with his friends. It might have been a hunting park, that sort of thing. So we go to paradise, and that's what Jesus says. He says, remember me when you come into your royalness, your kingdom. And Jesus says, you'll be with me in my royal court today. So uh, it, that doesn't quite answer the question. It gives a little different perspective. Um, the, the royal court is where the king is. Uh, and the paradise is where the king is, so in a sense, yeah, he was the first to walk with the king, with Christ, in 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 that paradise. So in that perspective, yeah, he he would have been the the first companion of Christ. Uh, you know, I I that, that uh, remember the story in the scripture where. The mother of, of James and John says, grant that my sons could sit on thrones on either side of you when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus says, you don't know what you're asking for because Jesus' throne was a cross. And he said, those thrones are reserved for someone else. You think, well, who were they reserved for? Mary, Joseph, Peter, Paul? Now they were reserved for two thieves, one of whom denied Christ and one of whom accepted Christ. So, I mean, that's breathtaking. We think that those thrones were reserved from all time for two thieves, uh we don't do it that way so so the, the saint dismas which is the name we give to the good thief um he has a special place in history so in a sense i think you're right he would have been the first to walk in the garden with christ uh does that help a little
1: oh yes it does and uh i appreciate your time and just i just feel that if there was more more priests like you there'd be more catholics in the world today
2: Oh well, I'm an acquired taste. Trust me,
1: <laughs> as he, my, secretary well,
2: the <laughs> my secretary used to say. My secretary used to say to know him well is to be far less impressed.
1: <laughs>
2: well, <so laughs> oh, it's the taste that I've
3: acquired then.
2: <laughs> well, God bless you. I'm honored that you listened, Dean, and 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 uh, and, and thank you so much. God bless you, Dean. Bless all right, all right. Take care. Let's Bye-bye. go to. Let's go to. Guy, I will take as much care as I can. Lisa from dear uh, from. Delafield, Delafield, Wisconsin. What can I do for you, hey. Lisa?
1: Hi, Father Simon. Thanks for taking uh, my call. I listen to you often. Honor. It's the first time I've called in. I'm qu- I'm calling Boy. in um, because I know in the last week or so, you were talking about the mystery of the kingdom of God. I know you kind of yeah. touched a little bit about that today. And yeah. I'm a catechist with young kids, really young kids. Mm-hmm. And... We are doing a whole series on the parables and talk a lot about the mystery of the kingdom of God, Mm -hmm, the mustard seed and the precious pearl. And I feel like I don't know what I'm telling them about it. Like, what does God (laughs) mean about these parables? And you had a beautiful way of saying it. And I was driving. So I forgot.
2: (laughs) There you go. The mystery of the kingdom of God. Remember, the word mystery really means it's a Greek word. And it means a secret. It's a secret. And God God gives you He tells you the secret of what He's really like. And Jesus is that secret. What is God really like? He's like Jesus. And and uh, you know, the, the, the cross when he gave his life for us, that's what God's really like. Does that help? Does that does that what you're looking for?
1: I think so. Thank you.
2: Okay, yeah. Fantastic. The word mystery really means secret. And we get to know the secrets about God because we know what he's like because we know Jesus. All right, there you go. I hear music in my head.
3: We hear music as music? well, Father Simon. <laughs> oh, good. good. <laughs> we're, all, we're all hearing music. Party it's guy, not, the it's not just you, Father. It's okay. Oh good. oh, good. I thought I
2: might have had a bit of a, a blow on the head. No, <laughs> no. Right. It's, well,
3: it's okay.
2: Uh, well, I will let you do what you do, and I will, again, shut up. So...
3: Oy. Oh, we love listening to you every day Father Simon. Show your support right now for Father Richard Simon and Father Simon says 5 minutes left in the hour and we only need 33 more people to step forward and help us out. Give from the heart right now. Your gift will be doubled during this partnership challenge hour. Only 5 minutes to go in the challenge. So hurry up, get on the phone relevantradio.com the app or 877-291-0123.
0: As you said 33 3 gifts came in. We only need 30 more people people now will help support this hour of Father Simon on Relevant Radio. How do you do that? Real simple. Visit the website. It's the best way to give at relevantradio.com or on the app with your smartphone or tablet, because as soon as you finish making that gift, you will receive the special promotional download that we have this time around. First time, and the only way you're going to ever be able to hear this is if you give online during this pledge drive. It's from Father James Kubicki. He first loved us. It's helping us to understand the sacred heart of Jesus, And in this, it's only available during this pledge drive. You will begin to learn and understand the sacrificial love of God and how much, how much he truly loves you. So don't miss this golden opportunity at relevantradio.com or use the app on your smartphone or tablet. And while you're there, you can look at the great gifts we do have available for you for the different giving levels. They're all beautiful, all great gift ideas. Of course, if you can only do it the old fashioned way, go ahead and give us a call. The number is 877 291
3: Eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. Three minutes left in the hour. We are down to what do 26. we need? Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six people. Yes can you be one of the 26 right now we're getting it's crunch time only a few minutes left in this hour a few minutes left of the partnership challenge have your gift doubled right now relevantradio.com the app or 877 uh, 2910123 i was just thinking when you were talking about the um, the, the the audio download from father james Kabicki, he is another catholic priest who has uh, been part of the relevant radio family for about 20 years now, almost the entire time you know we've existed, and he's just an absolute gem. You've probably have heard his. Uh, his daily reflections mm-hmm. on Relevant Radio. Day in and day out, he puts those reflections together for us and uh, really a gift to us uh, here at Relevant Radio. Get that uh, do- audio download, He First Loved Us, Understanding the Sacred Heart of Jesus by Father James Kabicki. when you give online at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app.
0: We have an anonymous donor in Phoenix, Arizona, made that gift online of $100, double to two. Gloria in Mendona Heights, Minnesota, thank you for your $50 gift gift. Beatrix, one of our brand new markets there in Sugarland, Texas, $25. Thank you so very much. And Susan, In Huntington, New York, another new market for us. Thank you so much for your gift of $20. And Mike, Carson, California, you are so courageous. Thank you. Making a second gift already during this pledge drive. As he made a $20 gift from Carson, thank you for your help and your support. Will you join them? Will you stand with us here at Relevant Radio and make your gift at 877 Two nine one zero one two three. That's 877-291-0123. We still need 25 people who will join the family.
3: 25, take 24. We're ticking down one by one here. Relevantradio.com, the app, or 877-291-0123. Maybe you want to come in at the dollar a day level. You may have heard uh, Josh Raymond on The Inner Life a few hours ago talking with uh, Sister Faustina Maria Pia. Wonderful, uh, wonderful sister, and uh, her book is called Jesus, I Trust in You, A 30-Day Personal Retreat with the litany of trust. You can take a look at that online at relevantradio.com or on the app, and then make your dollar a day pledge to uh, to get her book. 877-291-0123 is the phone number online. It's uh, relevantradio.com or the Relevant Radio app. We are down to, uh, what, about 30, 40 seconds left in the hour, Mary?
0: That's about it. Relevantradio.com. Use the app on your smartphone or tablet. And don't underestimate the power of these litanies. You'll get in that book uh, from Sister Faustina. Get it now. A dollar a day. Eight seven seven two nine one zero one two three. Safe and secure online. Relevantradio.com or just a few more gifts to go. go. Let's go.